0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Getting to the bottom of January
0: 6th. We were barely a half step away from a full-blown constitutional crisis.
1: Senate OK's debt ceiling extension. All they've done is kick the can down the road a few months. Journalists take the Nobel Peace Prize. We're in a battle for facts for truth. Good morning, I'm Deborah Rodriguez with the CBS World News Roundup. The deadline has passed for former President Trump's allies to hand over documents to a congressional committee investigating the January 6th attack. We've learned Mr. Trump instructed former allies not to comply. Correspondent Nicole Killingen is on Capitol
0: Hill. A letter reviewed by CBS News from former President Trump's legal team instructs those who were subpoenaed not to cooperate in producing documents or testimony. It cites executive and other privileges and argues President Trump is prepared to defend these fundamental privileges in court.
2: The current occupant of the White House gets to make the decision on executive privilege, so I would remind the former president he is not the current president.
0: Democratic Uh, Vice uh, Chair uh, Pete Aguilar is a member of the Select Committee and says criminal referrals are possible.
2: It's definitely an option that the committee has. We will look at whatever mechanisms we have.
0: The developments follow the release of a Senate Judiciary report that found Mr. Trump went to great lengths to pressure the Department of Justice to undo the 2020 election. The Democratic-led investigation revealed then-President Trump demanded DOJ reject the election results at least nine times between the election and January 6th. One White House attorney likened his efforts to a murder-suicide pact when he contemplated ousting his acting attorney general January 3rd. Late last night,
1: the Senate okayed a temporary plan to raise the debt ceiling, allowing the nation to pay its bills into December. The vote? 50 to 48 along party lines. UBA political analyst Larry Sabato. It's amazing. It took this much angst to get a simple extension to December 3rd. There's a real prospect of a government shutdown, again, because the parties no longer take into account the national interest or make that preeminent, but rather partisan interest. The House takes up the measure next week. Florida's Board of Education is sanctioning eight school districts, including Miami-Dade and Brevard, for violating Governor DeSantis' ban on mask mandates. School board members' salaries will be docked, and funding to counties that receive federal grants will be withheld if they don't comply within 48 hours. During a trip to Chicago, President Biden put more pressure on businesses to require workers to get vaccinated. The president insists vaccine mandates at
2: work work. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. Mr. Biden says that bigger story includes the many more people getting the shots as a result of the mandates. We're headed in the right direction if we keep our eye on the ball here. His labor department continues working on an OSHA rule requiring large employers to impose mandates. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington.
1: The Navy's just announced an American nuclear-powered submarine hit an underwater object in international waters in the South China Sea last Saturday. A statement says 11 sailors were injured. CBS's Remy Innocencio has details from Hong Kong.
2: U.S. military officials are saying that they waited five days before going public with this news in order to maintain operational security. Now, the sub in question is the USS Connecticut. And in a statement, the U.S. Pacific Fleet says it's in safe and stable condition that its nuclear propulsion plant was not impacted and no one sustained life-threatening injuries.
1: This year's Nobel Peace Prize has been awarded to two Journalists cited for their battle to preserve freedom of the press. One is Princeton grad Maria Ressa, the subject of a 2019 CBSN originals documentary.
0: Without facts, we can't have truth. You can't have trust. You can't have a society that will try to deal with the huge problems we're all dealing with.
1: Ressa runs a popular online website in the Philippines that's reported on corruption and extrajudicial killings authorized by the Duterte regime. She shares the Nobel with Russian journalist Dmitry Muratov. A high school student near New Orleans is facing a felony battery charge after police say she knocked a 64-year-old physically disabled teacher to the ground and punched her repeatedly while classmates recorded it on their cell phones. The incident is believed to be the latest in a TikTok challenge called slap a teacher. This parent lays the blame squarely on the video sharing service. It is absolutely TikTok's responsibility. That's their platform. They're the ones feeding the children this information. They should be responsible for what they're feeding the children. President Biden is restoring full protections to three national monuments. Former President Trump had invoked the century-old Antiquities Act to allow mineral extraction at two of them. Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante in Utah, that's land considered sacred, to five Native American tribes. A parks official calls it heartbreaking. Wildfires that swept Northern California's Sierra Nevada may have killed hundreds of giant sequoias. The full extent of the damage won't be known for months. The National Park Service says four people working on one fire were injured when a tree fell on them. New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania and Connecticut are teaming up to get to the source of illegal guns. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont says law enforcement agencies will share crime data.
2: We can track that gun back, see where it originates from, see what commonality there is and find the big guns that are pushing these out on the street.
1: Tennis champ Andy Murray is breathing a huge sigh of relief. Someone's returned the wedding ring he'd attached to a pair of sweaty sneakers and placed under his car at a hotel parking garage in California.
2: (sighs) They still absolutely stink, but the shoes are back. The wedding ring is back, and I'm back in the good books. Let's go!
1: He'd put the sneaks under the car to dry out and attach the ring because he can't wear it when he plays. No word on who took the shoes or served up the return. He was the stuff movies are made of.
2: The boy can hit. He can run. He can throw. If he could read, he'd be perfect.
1: <laughs> Someone's paid almost $1.5 million at auction for a 1911 autographed photo of shoeless Joe Jackson. That's a world record for a sports photograph. Hispanic culture is rooted in tradition, but one subject that's rarely spoken about, money.
0: Gabriela Ciamello grew up with a strong work ethic.
1: Her parents immigrated to the U.S. from Ecuador and became entrepreneurs. But there was one lesson
0: never passed down. Money growing up wasn't something that we necessarily talked about in our household. She's now a financial advisor for Northwestern Mutual. According to a 2019 Pew Research
1: report, the median household income for Latinos in the U.S. is more than $50,000 a year,
0: but only 31% and participate in employee-sponsored retirement plans. There are employer-sponsored programs such as 401Ks or 403Bs. There are also individual retirement accounts. There's even options for the majority of Latinos that are business owners. There are things called self-employed persons IRAs. There are simple IRAs. A cultural mind shift along the road to financial
1: security. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. And that's the World News Roundup produced by Paul Ferry. I'm Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.